0: Good afternoon, y'all. It's great to see you all today on this wonderful feast of two of the early bishops of the church, Timothy and Titus. Um, Both were um, followers of Paul, St. Paul. He had a huge impact in their lives. Um, The gospel, we're going to talk about Timothy and Titus and Paul in a second, but the gospel, I always have to chuckle at this part of the gospel where it talks about the laborer's worth his wage, and it speaks of how, like, eat what's set before you. So, like, as a priest, I shouldn't be picky, Right? I just should eat whatever's said before me. But in Thibodeau, everybody wants to know what the priest likes to eat so that they make the right meal. Um, But we should just eat whatever's there, right? So I went to Mexico, and um, me and my buddy, his name is Lance Mudd. He's a cowboy. Um, And we were serving the the poorest of the poor in Mexico, and we had mass outside underneath this big pavilion-type thing. And in the back of the pavilion, they were cooking. So you were having mass, and you didn't smell incense, but you smelled the, uh, the food that they were cooking for us. And so at the end of it, they, uh, at the end of Mass, we sat down to eat, and they let the priests and the missionaries eat first. So it's very humbling, because you're there to serve them, but yet they insist on serving you. And so we're sitting at the table, and they fed us this big old plate of beans. And they're watching you. They want to make sure you like their food. So they're watching me, and I, and I have this, I'm like a repulsion towards beans. And so I look at this big old plate of beans, and I look at His name is Lance Mudd, and I I said, "Mudd." I said, "I don't eat beans." And he looked at me and said, "Well, Father, guess you're gonna have to man up and eat them beans." (laughs) I was like, "Oh gosh!" I was miserable. I ate them, but I was miserable. Um, (laughs) Eat what's set before you, guys. I love looking at uh, at Saint Paul. He's just a magnificent figure. Uh, One reason is because I'm named after him, Mitchell Paul, right? Uh, My mom and dad named me uh, after his. Uh, His protection. So I love St. Paul and and a a number of reasons. One is just because whenever you look at discipleship Paul is like the guy. He was not a divine person. He was not born immaculate. Paul is just the guy of discipleship, of conversion of striving towards the prize that lies in front of him. We looked at Paul yesterday and we talked about his conversion. How there's no one else in the church that we celebrate in mass the conversion of St. Paul. And it's because St. Paul's conversion was so magnificent and such a huge effect on the church, we memorialize it with a special mass. And I threw out that question, like, do you remember your conversion? Do you remember the moment that you came to Christ? And is that a moment that you could say, my life changed from that point on? And because of my life changing, other people's lives changed as well, right? Because you're a gift to people. Um, And that encounter with Jesus Um, changes us, and sends us out to be able to bring people to Christ. And Paul is no different, right? Paul had this magnificent ministry, but I love looking at a couple things with Paul. Um, One, because of discipleship, but the other is because of priesthood. You always have your idols, of people you want to strive to be like, and Paul was a priest and bishop. How do we know this? Well, he lays hands on on Timothy and ordains him. But I love looking at this. So Paul, and some people, when he's having to correct them, um, he, like the Galatians, he looks at them and he reads and he speaks to them and says, you stupid Galatians, who has bewitched you? Right. He can come down hard on people for the sake of their salvation. And so as a priest, sometimes we have to admonish. We have to be able to teach and sometimes call people to greater conversions. Um, so it's that tough love. And as parents, I think sometimes you got to do the same thing. With your kids, you have that tough love that you gotta give to them. Key word in there is love. You still love them, it's just difficult sometimes uh to see them where they're at, so you gotta call them out of it. But then there's this uh this compassionate side of Paul, this tender side of Paul, um, that I love reading about right here. So Timothy was one of was a young man who began to follow Paul, and uh and Paul actually we see he ordains him, and he says. He says to Timothy, he says, Timothy, my dear child, grace and mercy and peace from God our Father. Right? I love that. Paul understands his role as spiritual father to Timothy, right? That spiritual father of the priesthood. And he says, He says, I yearn to see you again, recalling your tears. I guess whenever Paul had left, Timothy was super upset because His father was leaving and going on somewhere else and leaving him behind. I yearn to see you again, recalling your tears so that I may be filled with joy as I recall your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother, Louis, and your mother, Eunice. I think that's really important for us to hear because, again, that faith that Timothy had came from his mama and his grandma. Had they not met the Lord They wouldn't have been able to pass on this faith to him, right? Like their encounter with the Lord affected Timothy. And then Paul comes along and builds into. he says, I urge you, stir into flames the gift that I gave to you when I laid hands on you. That's the moment of ordination. The priest, the bishop lays hands on the man and he becomes a priest, right? And so Paul is admonishing Timothy as a father to stir that gift into place because Timothy was sent into a very difficult area for the conversion and the building up of the church. He says, God did not give you a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and of self-control. I think that's important for us to hear because so many times whenever we struggle with whatever our sins are, name them, whatever they might be, whenever we struggle, know that we don't have to shy away from those. God didn't give us a spirit of cowardness to look at the enemy and go, oh, you know what, I'm going to fall anyway. I might as well just give in. Why, why battle? Why fight with it? Why fight with the urges of the flesh? I might as well just give in. Why fight to hold my tongue back? I might as well just say what I need to say, get off my chest and go to confession. You know? No, that's, that's being a coward. He says, but God gave you a power and love and self-control. Like, those are the gifts of the Spirit. And that's what he's reminding Timothy, as a good father would do, He's basically saying, I know I'm sending you out into a very difficult spot. As Jesus says, I'm sending you out as a sheep among wolves. But don't be afraid. Have courage. The Spirit will give you power and love and self-control. And don't be afraid of your testimony. Right? It's our testimony in Christ that gives witness to people, right? We can know all the theology we want in our head. But if I don't know Jesus personally, that's my testimony. Can I speak to somebody about who I know? That I've touched, as John says, with my own hands and heard with my own ears. Can I speak about Christ? And that's what Paul even says. When someone asks you the reason for your joy, he says, be ready to give them your testimony. Not your theological treaties on who the Christ is. Speak about the one whom you know, right? And speak about the one who has changed everything and and we have that moment that this is when I became a believer and my life changed and I started pressing forward to win the prize that Paul speaks about so powerfully and relentlessly pushed forward to it, leaving behind the things of the past and always pushing forward to the things that lie in front of us. So let us take that as an example. You're called, I'm called, to be an example to people, to be that person, to lead them to Christ, and who knows? One day if you're a saint, start taking your selfies, your pictures, what your holy card is going to look like. Um, Start doing that now because you don't want an ugly picture. That's not cool. So take your picture now, get ready to be a great saint, and that great saint is going to be that moment where you get to continue to lead people to Jesus. Amen?